0: UFC 257 surely gave the fans the show they were looking for, and this weekend is sure to be just as action-packed. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100 to 1 odds on your chosen fighter. Choose your fighter to step out of the octagon raising the belt. Pick either main event fighter to win this weekend's UFC 258 bout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. That's a $1 bet on either fighter to reign victorious. And if your fighter wins, you will cash $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry, if MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on b-ball, hockey ball, and anything with balls. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 on your chosen title contender to win. Place your bet and watch the fisticuffs fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 on the main event Saturday night for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Go. 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to the mm, That's Good Broncos podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. This is the first podcast post-Super Bowl. Um, not a great game per se, but uh, it was one of those situations where Broncos fans are probably happy with the results, so you can enjoy that. Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app. So use code DNVR when you sign up there, to take advantage of their can't miss offers. Just like the Bucks defense took advantage of the Chiefs offense. Also benchwarmerbrew.com. If you want to support this channel, this YouTube channel, that's good Broncos. Uh, that's my coffee. So benchwarmerbrew.com organic ethically sourced coffee beans. I just got my new shipment today. I'm subscribed to my own coffee. Uh, I pay full price for it because I'm so smart. Uh, you know, I just want to keep an eye and make sure the shipments are coming, and they are. And if you want to save money on the coffee, the subscription plans how you do it. Um, so
1: it's some of the it's some of the best coffee. It is. It's some of the best coffee out there. I recommend it
0: and we've Drink got some things now. in the work we'll we'll have a uh, darker roast coming soon a lot of you have asked for it and we're gonna get darker just like <laughs> Not the life. show
1: per se but the coffee
0: yeah the show will we'll keep the energy up we'll stay positive and go very negative but then come back positive
1: yeah. Um
0: like that's COVID a good idea. Right. Or <laughs> the COVID tests of podcasts.
1: <laughs> when you got COVID tested, do you get the long the long swab or the or the short? I had to get the
0: <clears throat> They did the short one, which I liked less because it tickled so much. And then the the one where they went up like further and did it longer, it hurt a little more, but it wasn't tickling the shit out of my nose. So Uh, I almost preferred that one in a weird way. I got
1: the short one. I think that was pretty easy. I don't, I'm the long one kind of freaks me out. I don't think I'll ever, my plan is not to get it, um, to get COVID. And then my backup plan is to just never get tested. So yeah, again, right. Um, This is, this is a weird game because this is one of the few times I think you and I have rooted for different teams.
0: Yeah, you almost it doesn't
1: happen uh, often.
0: I almost cut off all ties with you last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I made no super Tell them what edit. you texted me, Will.
0: <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up. And I'm Tell gonna them here. what you te- – well, see, most people are going to agree with you here. I'm in that yeah. weird spot where uh, Broncos fans get pissed. Well, actually, I didn't care. I really didn't care who won this game. I chose to root for the chiefs because they bought the shit out of the Chiefs shirts, outsold buck fans by 113 t-shirts. So I said, fuck it. We'll root for the chiefs. And during the game though, like I just didn't, I really didn't care. This is the first time like watching a Tom Brady super bowl. Like I just, I was indifferent to seeing him win. He's hurt me enough where he can't hurt me anymore. It's like I've been his uh, captive prisoner for long enough where I'm just like, do your worst to me, fucker. I've been through, been through it all. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of an
1: apathetic form of Stockholm syndrome.
0: Yeah. And by the end of the game, like the, the, one of the results I was going to be okay with was the chiefs getting their ass kicked because it's gonna, it's going to take chiefs fans back down to reality, right? A little bit. They're going to talk their shit, but they, just a little bit of that confidence is gone. And I think that's good. Like as Broncos fans, after that Super Bowl 48 Super Bowl, um, I was like, okay, if they win again, you're gonna take it a little bit easier on uh, social media. Not going to be as much of a prick because you know what it feels like to be destroyed. And I think we should do a video about how the AFC West might be the worst Super Bowl performing division of all time because they have lost in the like the biggest margins. <laughs> uh throughout history uh so anyway yeah, the first super bowl was, uh packers
1: 35 chiefs 10 yeah first one then the <coughs> raiders lose i think another bad game super bowl two uh mm-hmm. the broncos get their ass kicked thoroughly four times in a row
0: plenty of times
1: yeah yeah so when the afc loses it's it's usually or the AFC West loses, it's usually pretty bad. Yeah, the, cause then the Chargers they don't have that in common.
0: Yeah, Chargers lost bad, and then the Raiders lost bad to the Bucks, then the Broncos lose bad to the Seahawks again, and then this one the Chiefs <laughs> lose really bad. So uh,
1: uh Yeah, the the two the Broncos Forty ers and then Forty ers Chargers are probably like the two biggest mismatches I've ever seen in the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. Not that I, you
0: know, watch them, but... No, no, no. I, well, I think the Chargers Super Bowl, that was like the, that's like the first Super Bowl I have real vivid memories from. So I watched that over at my buddy's house and I think I was, I wanted the Chargers to win at the time. I don't know why. Uh, we had the Super I mean, Bowl... Yeah. Super Bowl pool, you know, so I had, like, squares where I could win money that my grandpa bought me, so that's why I was, like, super into it. I was like, oh, shit, I can win money in this game? I guess <laughs> – I forget how old I was, but, like, this is cool. I think, like, I was sick of the 49ers. I didn't like the 49ers as a kid because they had won so much, so that's probably why I was pulling for the Chargers. Um, that's
1: fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, anyway, I so I texted you yesterday – 5:28 Pacific Time. Rooting for Tom Brady is just the easiest thing in the world. Everything goes your way. It's awesome. And you texted me back. Don't ever text me bullshit like
0: this again. <laughs> and this is the first time we've communicated since. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I thought that was a good point. Like, <laughs> well, I've never been able. Well, I mean, Super Bowl Fifty. A lot went the Broncos' way. The defense was great. Yeah. But let's let's just put it out there that
1: you have to have a lot of things go your way to win a Super Bowl.
0: You do. And I guess like you're right. Rooting for Brady, you get all of those breaks. And uh, the Bucs got him. And it's like it's one of those weird things where the Chiefs were committing these penalties. Right. It wasn't like they were super egregious. Maybe a couple of them were kind of ticky tacky. But all of them. They got called for all of them. And mm-hmm. what's what bothers me about it is we saw like an NFC championship game where the teams were allowed to play really physically in the secondary. And I think the NFL's just gotta make sure the officiating crews calling all those games the same way. If you want to do it in the postseason where they let the 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 defense play a little a little more uh grabby like that's fine as long as you're doing it the same but it's every year we run into this too and i I have to imagine the bucks did a little bit of that and they just you know never got called for it the chris jones thing he got duped by uh csu pueblo alum ryan jensen uh so that was funny and then you know tyron matthew got the 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 flag on brady so it was just like everything went against the Chiefs, and I'm not saying like it was unfair, but it was just it was just another another time Brady had it basically on cruise control. I feel like this was his easiest Super Bowl victory ever. It was, yeah. It's,
1: uh, statistically, his easiest. Um, I think the the Eagles one was that was a pretty um, that that was not as close as the final score indicated um
0: yeah because philly kind of made a push at the end right
1: yeah yeah very slow um, slow. staggered push (laughs) at the end i will say that i think the reason you got so many calls was i i think the nfl looked at the tape from the buffalo afc championship game and was like holy shit these guys hold all the time uh, and they're getting away with a lot of a lot of holds. And I think a lot of people probably pointed that out and like, all right, we gotta, you know, we gotta take care of this. And um it, it was like I think you tweeted about it, but <laughs> if they called holding and like that in Super Bowl 48, uh the Broncos might have had a chance.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's but like it, it was true, like they after that Seahawks defense. Dominated, they sort of started. Cha- they decided to be a little more aggressive on calling defensive uh, penalties by the secondary. Like the Seahawks, they got away with the whole season of being really physical, uh, more so than any other defense has ever been allowed to do in the secondary since probably, I don't know, fucking 80s or some shit.
1: Since the, the Patriots, um, when they won three out of
0: four. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, just one of those things. Just, I think the the play that pissed me off the most was the snap over Brady's head. Mm. And then, n- like no Chiefs were around to even try to recover it. Like, <laughs> I think maybe it was Chris Jones who was on the edge, but like he ran in towards Brady, not realizing the ball had popped over the other way. Brady gets the easy recovery and then they just blast a, was over a 50 yard field goal. Right after that. It's like, right, God yeah, Suck up, still nailed it. Like Broncos fans say, and, and Steelers fans had to have hate yeah. seeing like that workout for, for Tom Brady.
1: That is, yeah, it is kind of bullshit. And I'm not happy for Tom Brady. I'd like to point that out.
0: Um, I'm not in the slightest. No, I get it though. Like, what are you going to do as a Broncos fan? you can, you can root against the Chiefs. I I mean, yeah. And I don't have a, like, there's a lot of people on Twitter too, that
1: get uh, really like righteous about you rooting for rooting against Tom Brady. When like you owe a lot of your success to Tom Brady's success and your hatred of that success. And so you gotta, you gotta stick to it. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm proud of you for not reversing yourself.
0: I just stay true to my heart, you know?
1: Yeah. If hey, if you you can't
0: control that's, who you who you hate more. No. And that's just sports, right? Like you're you're given the freedom to not like any team or player you want and you don't really even have to justify yourself. You can just hate a team for their stupid uniforms. You can hate a team because of a coach you don't like. Like, there's a lot of reasons to not like the Chiefs, and I don't like them. I do enjoy the way Patrick Mahomes plays quarterback. but And I don't enjoy the way Tom Brady plays quarterback. And it's not because I don't think he's good. I just think he's a boring-ass quarterback. If he ever dazzled me like Aaron Rodgers does, maybe. Maybe I would like him a little bit. Um, Also, when he loses, he's a poor loser so this is true true. if i if i have ever if i would ever get to a place in life where i've had as much success as him i would never feel bad about losing be like fuck you i already won a lot (laughs) shake my hand for the cameras and uh we'll, we'll move on but honestly it was the most indifferent i felt about a super bowl i thought i was going to and then it happened and i was just like oh man the Super Bowl is not fun when you really don't have one team you're all in against or you're really supporting. So, like if the Bills were in it, it would have been fun for me to root for Buffalo. If the Packers were in it, playing against the Chiefs, it would have been fun to root for the Packers. But uh, that was my takeaway. And the Bucks defense credit, like that was. The, I think that's what other that other thing that gets really annoying is. There's all these great performances that get overshadowed when you when you have and it's not just Tom Brady. It's it's any really good yeah. quarterback in it like if Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl just now, um, you know, Green Bay would probably have done some things really well nobody talked about. Same thing. I mean, it's Mahomes last year, yeah, won
1: MVP in like one of his worst games of the season.
0: Yeah, it's just it, it's silly and it's like the Probably the most underrated story on Tampa is how good their offensive line has been. Um, just like when I when I saw the the stat that Brady was pressured four times out of 30 dropbacks which was his lowest pressure rate in any Super Bowl I'm like holy shit Of course like you're gonna play well when that happens. Uh, and then like the Bucks defense, they played good on every level. We thought the pass rush might be an issue and it was and Todd Bowles actually blitzed significantly less than he normally does and yeah, like five times like two high safeties like the whole game which he never does so like credit Todd Bowles for changing it up because he knew he probably could and that's like it was just nice to see like a team defend the Chiefs really yeah, well totally. start to finish Mo- we like thought the-
1: well yeah we thought like watching that game I know you thought like all right third quarter I don't care that it's, what was it? 21 to six at that point. I still got to buckle up. We're going to get a close game. It's like inevitable. It's going to, it's going to even out. And it just never happened.
0: Yeah. I, this game, I didn't, I didn't think that. <clears throat> I thought that before the game, like if the chiefs got down, it would be all right. But you know, when you're watching a game and you just feel like, oh, they they, the other team's got their number. And when the Bucs like held them to those three field goals, it's like, even if they score one touchdown, scoring more after that's not going to be easy. And Tampa's offense is in a place where they're not going to make mistakes. So even if the Chiefs, I felt like got it close, they were still going to lose because the Bucs were just every level. were playing better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I I think we found out about the Chiefs that, Patrick Mahomes, for that offense to be as good as it is, uh, and especially to take advantage of their deep passing game, that offense requires two really, really good tackles on either yeah. side. Yeah. Because Mahomes does a lot of like 10 step drops and then just kind of runs around. But if he's got a man in his face, like, yeah, he can, you know, he can uh, run around for. Uh, an extra three or five seconds and then throw the ball from a crazy, ridiculous, you know, horizontal angle. But um, that's that's just not a recipe for success in, a, in any sort of like sustained fashion. So, I mean, they only get like three sacks on them throughout the course of the game. But you, you could yeah. have – you could easily make a case that Shaq Barrett should have been the MVP of that game because he gets one sack – and then he's just in his face, yeah. The whole game,
0: one sack, totally four the, like, hits, and yeah. a couple of pressures that Mahomes Most, Most ran like twenty yards backwards and just threw the had to throw basically the ball away, um, and like that's not going to show up on any stat sheet, really.
1: Yeah, and and again, like the with the whole Brady thing, I do hate that it's a Brady Super Bowl and not a Tampa Bay Super Bowl because um, yeah. you hold the Chiefs to to nine points. And and Brady played a a good game. Um, Didn't really do much in the second half, but didn't. Yeah, because he didn't have to.
0: It's like I feel like if he was forced to, he you know he might have done something. But he played.
1: They wisely took the
0: air out of the ball. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But I, I think you you hold one of the best offenses that we've seen in in a long time. The nine points in the biggest game of the year. And how do you not pick a defensive player? to be MVP. I think the problem is like, how do you narrow it down to one guy when it's just a total dominant
0: defensive unit? hundred percent true. When I was editing the uh, best and worst episode today, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's really hard because so many guys stepped up and played well. Um, Like during the game, at least like for the first half and three quarters, like Levante David on Kelsey looked great. And then by the end of the game, though, like Devin White, you're like, oh shit, dude, he had a he had a huge game, like 12 tackles. He got that pick at the end, but he was all over the place. Had that uh tackled uh Clyde Edwards Alaire for that loss on that dumb fucking option the Chiefs ran. And you yeah. know, he just came across the field and still got him in the backfield. You're like, wow, he did some impressive things. Um he, like there's pressure a lot by other guys too. Sue was in there. Uh, JPP Gronk had a really solid game. Um, that was kind of a surprise. So, and and even like if Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones were run one running back, you'd have, they might've, it might've been them because they they had like a 130 or
1: between 130 130- like 30 carries, 155 yards. Sorry, yeah. I, I just pull up NFL.com okay. to look at the uh to look at some stats. And it's crazy too because Travis Kelsey actually finished the game with 10 catches for 133 yards. And it felt like you really didn't do anything.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the majority of those came in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of garbage time. It was all garbage time yards. and Kelsey had a drop. Like he had a bad drop. That was uncharacteristic Tyreek kill. It would have been like a tough catch, but his drop that Mahomes escapes and makes a play like that. Those are the plays the chiefs make all season long. It seems like, and he yeah. all hit Tyreek kill. It literally hit him in the face. It went through his hands <laughs> and hit him in the face, which was really funny to see on the replay. Uh, But, like, that was a moment where I, in my head, was like, ooh, maybe everything is not going to go their way today. And then there was those two drops, and then a third one later, I forget. Um, But, yeah, it was was bizarre because Mahomes didn't play great, but he did make some great plays that didn't count. (laughs) It's like the worst – like, as a quarterback – it's got to it's gotta be, like, one of the worst feelings where you didn't have your best game, you're a little bit hurt, you did some pretty crazy things, but none of them actually panned out, and you walk home with a fucking terrible loss. So
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're underselling how bad of a game he had compared to what we're used to from him. And both of his Super Bowls have been, like, well, well below his standard. Yeah,
0: you know Uh, what? Like, I think through the course of history, that's true with almost all quarterbacks.
1: Like... Generally, you get some quarterbacks that really, really, like, up their game. Like, Montana, if you look at, like, his per-game averages, his Super Bowls are way better than just, like, his average regular season game. Brady... uh, Brady's first few Super Bowls, probably up until, like, the Seattle Super Bowl. Yeah. They're just kind of pedestrian numbers.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think even Montana's, like, some of his playoff and championship numbers are a lot lower, mm-hmm. at least some of the games. But it's like you're playing the best teams at, at that level.
1: So, Well, I, I don't even think – I think with Montana, like, he was playing the best teams in the NFC bracket of the playoffs.
0: Then and then getting to the, the Super Bowl AFC against week AFC. kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and then it's just, there's like these weird guys like Nick Foles who have these amazing Super Bowl performances out of nowhere.
1: Nick Foles or like Mark Rippon. Yeah. Or uh, I mean, Steve Young's only Super Bowl, he throws six touchdowns. Yeah.
0: It's just uh, like, I would say a lot of quarterbacks play a little bit worse in the Super Bowl. But yeah, Ben Roethlisberger's three Super
1: Bowls have been. Not very good. I used, he was good in the Arizona Super Bowl. Wasn't yeah. the MVP, but um, his other two were pretty shitty. Uh, to be completely honest, I uh, paid Manning wasn't uh, his four Super Bowls, not very good to be honest. No,
0: yeah, it, it was like uh, the, the Travis Kelsey stat line it, it reminded me of the Demarius Thomas stat line from Super Bowl 48. I, I think yeah, pretty he close. Didn, didn't. He set like the for the record for most catches in a Super Bowl or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> like what a, yeah, and what a, touch a and... meaningless achievement to have, but like at the time, at the times, like okay, I'll walk away with that. We, some, we had to have something. To um,
1: I, I think this was huge for the Chiefs. Clyde Edwards-Oliver averaged seven point one yards a carry and they only gave him the ball nine
0: times. Yeah. They stopped giving him the ball. It was uh, – that that was a mistake early in the game too. Like Mahomes was the only one running, and it was because guys were covered and he had no option. But the Chiefs weren't even – they were throwing like every – all the downs, Mm -hmm. not even trying to really run it with – Clyde and then coming out of halftime they did and they moved the ball down the field they settled for a field goal but you thought okay if they stick with with this maybe they can kind of fight their way back in the game but you know Tampa scores a touchdown after that and they're down by so many points It's like no we got to score quickly but you never scored again
1: <laughs> no nope. Yeah, no, it is It is shocking that they never – I thought for sure they'd score like one or two garbage-time touchdowns to make it look closer, but they just totally shut no. them out.
0: You, you, That's another thing that was impressive about the Bucks D. It was like that fourth quarter, yeah. they are playing for pride, and they just refused to let Kansas City have a single easy play.
1: Yeah, you could tell like that first matchup really bothered them too. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like Antoine Winfield putting up the – the peace sign exactly. right in Tyreek so Tyree Hill's face is like the the best image from this game.
0: Yeah. is And his answer afterwards was awesome. He's like, yeah. i love doing it.
1: <laughs> I did too. It's like, I think everyone immediately is like worth it. Oh, yeah.
0: It cost good. him nothing, just a little bit of field position.
1: Yeah, it was like 15 yards. I was like, at first, I thought that would have um, given the Chiefs a first down, but I, I did realized. Too. Yeah, because then Tom Brady – or Tom Brady, Tony Romo goes uh,
0: – Happened yeah, after the play, it, right? So it doesn't
1: matter. T- Tony Romo' was well, you can't do that. Like, kicking a guy while he's down. It's like – his rules don't apply to – like, if you do that to, like, Mahomes or something, then, uh, yeah. Like, nothing wrong with the guy. But to do it, to Tyree Hill, like, all bets are off.
0: Yeah. The taunting rule, in my opinion – is top five of the dumbest rules in the nfl like i think you need to i, I think you can you should only be flagged for taunting if you call a guy short mm-hmm. and that's it
1: is this from personal
0: experience nope, nope. <laughs> you call a man another short guy, another guy tiny on bus? little little baby bitch boy yeah that's taunting <laughs> You do this to somebody? Come on. Universal Peace. You know what should bring you peace? UFC 257. Surely gave the fans the show they were looking for. Damn it, that was not a good segue. (laughs) Looking for this weekend. (laughs) Uh, It's sure to be just as action packed. DraftKings Sportsbook and officials. Let me start this over. UFC 257 surely gave the fans the show they were looking for and this weekend is sure to be just as action-packed. There we go. Drafting Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100 to 1 odds on your chosen fighter. Choose your fighter to step out of the octagon raising the belt. Pick either main event Fighter to win this weekend's UFC 258 bout in DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. That's $1. That's a $1 bet on either fighter to reign victorious. And if your fighter wins, you will cash $100. There's no better way to make. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if MMA ain't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 on your chosen title contender to win. Place your bet and watch the fisticuffs fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 on the main event Saturday night for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-520- Two four seven zero zero. Will the streaker at the Super Bowl. Did you mm-hmm. see the backstory on this?
1: I did just now, yeah. So apparently he he put down fifty thousand dollars on like plus seven fifty odds or something that there would be a streaker in the Super Bowl. So right. he yeah, he he put down $50,000. He does the streaking himself. Yeah. He goes to jail, spends $1,000 on bail and clears like $347,000.
0: Yeah. So, assuming this story is true, assuming he gets to keep his money that he's already cashed it out, that's genius. That is <laughs> yeah. freaking amazing. Um And if he loses all this money, it's because he babbled about it to some dude at a bar. Like I saw a post of a guy and him standing next to each other. And he said, I met the streaker before the game. He told me, and then he revealed like the whole plan. It's like, why would you reveal that? Also, why would you be the guy to rat on that guy? (laughs)
1: Yeah, because I think, like, could a judge order him to
0: to pay the money back? Maybe. I don't – I mean, like, if a sportsbook's going to offer that as a bet, should be fair if you're the streaker. I think so, yeah. I don't think there's a, a rule that says you can't be the streaker to win money. <laughs> No, I'm. I'm. I hope you like
1: comb through their yeah. disclaimers for an hour. Does not apply if you are the streaker. It is really lame that they don't show us the streaker.
0: Oh man, you got to find it afterwards, and then you got to sync it up with Kevin Harlan's call. <laughs> it's such a pain. At least for show it for the Super Bowl. Uh
1: yeah.
0: We Tom really Tom Rossi to but join me on the live stream after the the show. And we talked about this a little bit, but I was trying to think like whether it would be harder to streak during the fan limited Super Bowl mm. or easier. I think it might be easier.
1: There's so much mobility.
0: Yeah, it's like maybe there's kind of less security a whole, watching. Uh, he a said bunch, a bunch
1: of seats at the same time, you know.
0: Yeah, the, it also said that his friend uh made a distraction so he could get onto the field <laughs> oh. but he really planned that shit out i hope he's getting a few a, f- a few shekels
1: in his pocket
0: yeah i'm sure that will be covered in our episode of odd man sports on wednesday in the money talk segment um, yeah good for him
1: you know yeah. i i like a a person who makes their own luck i do too <clears throat>
0: And to put it, it was, 50, uh, 50 it was nice. grand
1: on it. Like that's a big risk. Yeah. I, seriously. Yeah. Cause like what happens if he just if he gets up there and just like chickens out or security doesn't let him on the field or something? Yeah. That's
0: your fifty thousand dollars. Like it wasn't he wasn't like built like a guy. Where you go? Oh yeah, he'll definitely outmuscle and outrun security to make this happen. Like a lot, of, mm. a lot could have went wrong. Um, I,
1: I really wish. Uh, I don't know if it could happen anymore now these days with how tight security is, but it's nice to see like a successful streaker. <laughs> yeah, because we. I remember in high school we had um, a football game. Uh, that happened every year called the Holy bowl between uh, our two Catholic high schools and a guy from the opposing uh, sideline or the opposing bleachers got onto the field and, and planned it out so perfectly that he he ran across the field and then out through the exit and everybody knew who, he, who it was, but he didn't get caught and he went to another school. And so uh, uh, I think he just, he got away with
0: it. Yeah. my, Uh, My one critique of the Super Bowl streaker is he made it all the way to the end zone, well, almost to the end zone, and then he slid. He slid down before the Oh, so he gave himself up. He gave himself up before he crossed the plane, so it didn't count.
1: Yeah, like Peyton Manning against the Raiders.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That was probably um, the most entertaining
1: play of the second half
0: of the Raiders Broncos game. No, the Super Bowl, the Streaker. Oh, okay. I got. Yeah. I got confused. I was trying to. Oh. How do you remember that so well? Yeah. No, it definitely was. Um, Broncos got uh, Peyton Manning will be inducted into the Hall of Fame as will John Lynch now. Uh, John Lynch, kind of a controversial figure uh, for Broncos fans. They like to – he got brought up for the Ring of Fame, and that pissed people off. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, nice to see him get in. He definitely deserved it. Nice to see Manning get in. So that's Manning, Lynch, Champ Bailey, Pat Bolin all in recently.
1: So that's Steve a Allen. change.
0: And Atwater, yeah. So that's five in the last three years,
1: yeah, Davis, Atwater, Bullen, Lynch, Manning. Oh, shit. Six. Boy, Little, if you want to keep going back. Yeah, so it went, it went from like one in 47 years, which was yeah. just a crime, to a shit ton. Like yeah. once a year, essentially.
0: Yeah, and this next one, yeah, we'll get Manning and Lynch and Atwater. Because they Who will be the next Bronco yeah. to get in? Yeah. Uh, Will be. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tlaib? Tlaib. Ooh, I don't think he'll be a first ballot guy. Yeah, that's. I mean, he should be, but. Secondary's tough. He has that. If he would have, if he would have got one more pick six, I think he would have been a, a first ballot guy. Hmm. Um. Him being, if he. Uh, is in the, the broadcast booth, though. He's going to be in the broadcast booth more. He's got a, a new show on iHeartRadio and Colin Cowherd's network. Plus, he, I think he's, he'll keep doing Call the Booth, his YouTube thing. So that's like one of the best things you can do is just keep your name like relevant for Hall of Fame voters. Yeah. Uh,
1: true. How, Did, were you surprised that Calvin Johnson got in on the first ballot?
0: A, a little. I think he deserved it. I hope but, like, when you retire early, it's hard. Yeah. Unless you're Barry Sanders. Like, like because Barry Sanders was just the best. You know what I mean? Like, he he was the best guy when he retired. He would have broken, like, all the fucking records if he kept playing. And,
1: and he was a running back, too. And people, like, he retired early. But he played um, nine seasons. Yeah. Nine or ten seasons as a running back, yeah. which is a way above average. Yeah. It, like, if someone – a great running back retires after ten years uh, now, like, no one thinks twice about it. They're like, yeah, yeah that was, that's no. a long, long, long career. Um, Calvin Johnson played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Still a lot. He played nine years, yeah, and had seven seasons over a 1,000 yards, including – 1964 which is the record yeah Um, that'll help it still feels like he should have had more he should have been a little bit better which is kind of crazy to say
0: yeah he's only 35 right now which is insane to think about yeah i
1: think he's the second youngest player to to ever be inducted in the hall of fame gail sayers was 34
0: yeah Another like Gale Sayers and Terrell Davis, very similar, right? Four or five years in the league for my money though, like everybody, you know, Jerry Rice gets the, the title of greatest football player ever. I would have to put Barry Sanders pretty damn close to that because I feel like he did the most with the least. Like you know nobody ever talked about like Barry Sanders running behind this great Detroit Lions offensive line. Who is his,
1: who is his best quarterback?
0: Yeah. What he Eric like Kramer, Scott he, Mitchell. He, the the show he would put on sometimes just just watch go watch Barry Sanders highlights and you'll be like oh my god. If if like you didn't watch him it's insane. Uh, but Calvin Johnson yeah that was a little surprising. Um, made me think of Matthew Stafford at age 33 and Broncos fans being like, he only has two years left, <laughs> he's too old. You're like, what? No, 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 no. He's he'll, he'll be a, the only thing that will stop him is injuries, and that's a fair yeah, concern, but it could happen. Uh, like Rodgers 37 looks perfect brady 43 looks good even breeze until he got hurt looks serviceable like quarterbacks can play (laughs) they can play until they're fucking old Um, right i'm yeah if
1: you're a certain kind of quarterback then you can really extend your career i think tom brady is the the living proof of that
0: yeah what do you what do you think with the uh there's a lot of carson wentz news oh yeah that's about to get hot i got that script ready well, partially ready to go for when he's traded. So yeah, Carson Wentz on the trading block, supposedly Sam Darnold and Wentz could be the next two QBs to get traded. Uh, I would definitely, wow. I mean, who, who do you, who would you rather have? Let's say for the Broncos, you get Uh one of those guys and you get a good deal on them. Which quarterback are you taking as GM of the Broncos? That's really
1: tough. It is so tough. I want to say, too, about the Carson Wentz thing, it's kind of crazy that – so the two teams that we expect them to go to are the Colts and the Bears. And if the Bears trade for him, regardless of the price, because I, I assume they're, he's going to cost the same amount uh, with either team. But if the Bears trade for him, everyone's going to call the Bears stupid. And if the Colts trade for them, everyone's going to call the Colts smart. Yep. (laughs) It's really crazy how that works. But
0: I love the hypocrisy sometimes.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And, and the Colts too, it's, I think we're, that's like one of the biggest wild cards in the NFL right now is they just don't have a quarterback. I guess they have Jacoby Brissett, but he's a, he's an unrestricted free agent, I think Jacob Eason would, who they drafted last year out of Washington, oh, right. would be the next guy up. I really liked him in college, but he um, he he tries to too often to play like uh, Patrick Mahomes did last night, and he you know he can't even get the ball off because he's he he's like Brock Osweiler size. Um, oh, yeah, but I and it's weird too because if the Colts got him, I'd be like, yeah. I kind of like that, but if the Bears got him, like that's dumb. Um,
0: well, yeah, you just it, don't you don't trust the Bears to develop a guy, right? No, they are to put him in the right situation. And Wentz clearly needs some help right now. That's it's so hard with Carson Wentz because we have seen him play MVP caliber football, right? But then we we have watched him play literally the worst quarterback in the league level football. So Mm -hmm. how do you evaluate that coming off the bad season for the Colts? You go, okay, well there's Frank, Wright. Where him and Wentz played his best football with Frank. They have a great offensive line, a good defense, uh, maybe lacking a little bit in receiving weapons, but they got good running backs in receiving running backs to throw to. So You like that situation for him. The Bears, they're probably going to lose... Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. I always want to go to Alshon Jeffrey because I live way in the past. Um, I don't know how good their offensive line is. It's just like, Wentz should want to go to the Colts. The thing I don't know about the Colts is, are they ever going to spend their money? Like, Yeah, they've they've had had this ton of money for like, Three years. This is their third season where they're like top five in cap space and they're not spending it. So part of me wonders like, is that intentional? Like, are they kind of like what we talked about with Albright? Like, is this, they're not a cash flow heavy team? Like, do they not want to spend it? Or is Chris Ballard just waiting to make his moves, trying to be really strategic where yeah, there's
1: no advantage in just like spending it just to spend it?
0: No. I yeah. mean, they got Rivers at a great price for $25 million this last season, and for the most part it worked, but they'll have options. I mean, they can do whatever they want, I feel like, in terms of if there's a guy they want. Do they wait for
1: a yeah, guy like I Jimmy Garoppolo to, to get
0: cut, or I don't know. <laughs>
1: I just get the feeling that Garoppolo is going to go back to New England, don't you? Maybe.
0: He could work there. The Patriots need a quarterback for sure. Um, I'm just waiting for all these moves to start happening. And then the craziest thing is like the Texans are still refusing to listen to trade offers. So they're just being real dicks. And what do
1: they do? Do they just like put their
0: hands over their ears? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. After did you Have you seen all of Jack Easterby's like? sermon slash stand-up clips yeah he's a crazy person oh my god he's not funny <laughs> it's so it makes me it makes my dislike for him uh m- more okay like seeing a guy who you you can tell wants to be a stand-up comedian but just doesn't have the chops doesn't have the jokes yeah super low hanging fruit oh my god
1: it's you like he's what doing like it. To, you can get a feeling of like what he's like in a private setting as well
0: yeah he's like you go up to boston and they're like i'm gonna park your car i'm gonna park your car
1: yeah he's talking about like oh in california we're like oh let's go catch a gnarly wave man i know our team's down by 20 it's like outside of like a few bums in san diego that's not how we talk here
0: no he's like and then you go to texas and they got their big old belt buckles like what are you (laughs) keeping that thing put their hands in their pants and you just see in that it's
1: like yeah uh black people drive like this but white people drive like this
0: (laughs) yeah it's so it was it's if you haven't seen it just go to twitter look them up it it it's amazing it's really something beautiful to watch because he's in the the church doing it right so he's he's talking he's doing his his sermon or whatever and he's not even getting laughs in the situation where I feel like laughs are easier to come by because like people going to church don't really expect to be yeah, it's almost with like a, a good joke. It's almost
1: like a funeral when you crack a joke at a funeral.
0: Right. And you get the laugh and it eases the yeah. tension. It's like church when, you know, the, the person speaking gives you a joke. You're probably more likely to laugh at it because you're not expecting it. And <laughs> he's just fucking bombing there. It's so great he's like begging for the it's probably the way some of my episodes look sometimes if i'm being really honest but uh you know Not at least we own that, it Brad. i own it when it sucks maybe
1: yeah he probably walked off stage for like that was killer
0: yeah he was like i just killed just killed the room. Just,
1: yeah drop the mic drop the cross
0: yeah um, i mean
1: it made me wonder how it's more of like I feel so bad for uh, Texans fans. Oh, me too. <laughs> I wonder how many of them just like want to jump ship and go to Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Like, I was. you know, it's close enough. They're the, owners, they're the Titans now. Oh, well. It's like, I think the worst situations right now in sports are probably the Rockies and the Texans.
0: Yeah. No, totally. Totally. <laughs> Fucking Rockies are a mess. Uh, I'm not even a huge like baseball guy or Rockies fan, but like I always want to see the Rockies do well. I yeah, have no known... civics. Yeah. It's good for civic engagement. Like, and I've known from or like Arenado's great. He's great for the team. He's great for the city. People fucking love him. Uh, I know that things weren't great there, and maybe moving on from him was like the right thing for the Rockies to do in terms of, we can't mend this situation from with him. Like, like the Texans with with Watson right now. Yeah. The situation they caused, but yeah, I mean, right. Exactly. I'm not, yeah, it's their fault, but they got, they got nothing in return. That's what I don't understand about any team. That's got a great player that you can't get the value back. Just like we saw with the Texans, (laughs) when they you know traded hopkins for for the but it's just i i don't know how you can own a fucking sports team and not understand that concept like we've got this great guy we can get so much for him when jared goff just went with two first rounders to the detroit lions like that's how you do shit yeah that's how you
1: do it it's it's truly hard to hard to wrap your mind around and i It's hurting my brain to do it right now. It it really is like, so if the Texans got like four first rounders and a couple players for Deshaun Watson, you'd be like, that sucks that you lost Deshaun Watson, but at least you maximized his value. And you feel like if you you hit on these picks, you know, you can rebuild effectively.
0: In in no situation should the Texans have ever tried or wanted to trade Deshaun Watson yeah but if Deshaun Watson is telling you he no longer wants to play for you then you take advantage of that situation and they might do that they they seem like
1: that's probably what they're doing they might
0: be slow playing it to really just they might want to let all of these things happen first and then be like Watson's better than all of these quarterbacks so you're gonna have to up the ante but they have
1: they have fewer than three months To get it done, if they're going to do it. Yeah. Because after the draft, his value drops quite a bit.
0: No, that's true, because some of the teams who might make a play for him just drafted their quarterback that they're going to invest in.
1: Yeah, and the picks uh, don't mean as much, because you don't know where they're they're coming from. Right. right? And it's, 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 uh, it's... It's not a great... You, you can you can really sell the whole like now he's our quarterback like we're gonna keep him for for so long until you get into like Carson Palmer and the Bengals territory right no. where he's just not playing and you're you're you've moved on
0: without having traded him yeah he's just got to commit to to what he's doing and I think he's gonna stick stick there like he's not gonna all of a sudden be like okay I'm ready to play guys. things are bad there things are bad there and you just watch those stand-up clips Uh, and you're like he's right he's right he's right to want to leave yeah and
1: i want to say too there's a lot of people i think that are rightly worried that the nfl in terms of player movement is becoming the nba which is i really i don't think ideal um yeah yeah because you want you want teams to have you want them to have some leverage too because you don't want everybody just like teaming up uh, yeah. like at a whim. And you don't want players forcing their way out of teams for no good reason. Yeah, right? like
0: Tom Brady leaving yeah. England for no good reason, going to a super team. And now Mike Evans already said he's willing to take less money to keep all of these guys there. Bruce Arians has called Mike Evans the least selfish player he's ever coached. Makes me like Mike Evans a lot more. Makes me so scared of Brady coming back, which I think he's going to do. And the Buccaneers finding extra money to re-sign Shaq Barrett, re-sign Levante David, re-sign Chris Godwin, and keep that entire core there. Gronk comes back too, which for most of the season, I was like, yeah, they're just using him as an extra pass blocker, that's fine. But knowing that he can still have... That impactful game in the postseason scares me. Like I feel like they are—they will be so primed to repeat if they keep most of those players there, and if most of those players are buying into we can win, maybe we all take a little team-friendly deal. Uh, that shit's contagious. If one guy does it, like Mike Evans, uh, hate it, hate still,
1: it. Still, su- still super tough to repeat.
0: I mean, yeah, everybody. The, Chief the Chiefs just, the Chiefs just showed you how hard it is. Yeah.
1: There hasn't been a team that's repeated in sixteen
0: years. So yeah. the Broncos, baby. No, the Chiefs did it. I mean the Patriots, Patriots. did it. Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Broncos were right before then. It's very hard is so, the point. Yeah. I mean, well, the NFC needs to another couple like a couple really complete teams need to emerge. Maybe the the Rams are the team that knocks them out of the playoffs next year with a great defense and a competent quarterback.
1: Could be. Yeah, I know. I think that's, that's not out of the question. I think the Packers could do it too if they have the right offseason.
0: Yeah. Packers um,
1: are close. Rams are close. I don't think the Saints will be there to contend for the division title, unfortunately. So I think they pretty much have the inside track on the NFC South. Uh, but I mean, we have to remember too, it's like this is an 11 and 5 team that got really, really hot at the right time.
0: Yeah, no. The, I mean, I was so sure the Bucks weren't going to be good when Brady played that really terrible game. I was like, he's he's actually finally done. I have been saying he's not done for so long because when I believed it five or six years ago, I was a fucking idiot. And then everything just clicked for them, and and it and it he started playing better. But even in the postseason, he had he had some big flaws in the game. But yeah, when your defense is playing lights out, when you've got those weapons on offense that can make plays any week, it's just oh.
1: My my question that I wanted to ask is, how satisfying is this Super Bowl for Buccaneers fans? Because it's it's not really being like held up as a Bucks super bowl yeah tom brady super bowl and the guys who score in this game rob gronkowski twice antonio brown i don't think anybody like that no and then uh leonard fournette who was a was a jaguar
0: before you know uh before september yeah i don't know i mean i don't think there are a lot there's a very few amount of bucks fans out there True. I think I've met one in my life. I think, um, yeah, it's the unfair thing is the Bucks have built a great team. They have drafted so well the last three years. Um, all, of, yeah. like, all of those guys, well, not most of those guys on defense are guys they've drafted, and then they've hit in free agency. So you do those two things, you're going to have a really good fucking team. Like Tristan Wirfs crushed it on the offensive line for them. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Murphy Brown Bunting. uh, Jamel Dean. uh, Chris Godwin. OJ Howard got hurt. Drafted him. I was like, just looking at all their draft picks, I'm like, all these guys are contributing. (laughs) Like, it's insane. So the last two seasons nailed the draft. Then... Guys that come in like Sue who play well, Shaq Barrett, they got incredibly cheap for the production he's put out. And then all like the guys you just mentioned, it's just, they have done all of the right things. And that included going and getting Tom Brady, right? Like that was the final piece they needed. And that organization should be credited for building a really solid team. And nobody was really fucking paying attention. Even when Brady got there, only like the real... Football heavy people are like this was a good team with Winston, they just needed to get rid of those picks and uh, yeah mm-hmm. they won now, now they won the Super Bowl and everybody knows they're a good fucking team. I just think that all Tom not, Ray not Ray. all
1: not all like Super Bowls are created equally in terms of um you know how how fun they are to experience from a from a fan point of view like right. I don't think I don't think Patriots fans. Spend any time looking back fondly on that thirteen to three Rams Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Like I don't think I don't think they ever like put on the game and and watch and relive that. Whereas like Broncos fans with uh, the the ninety seven Super Bowl against Green Bay, like they're all like that's the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah, you know right. so I don't think they're all they're no. all quite as satisfying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think as a Bucs fan, I'd have kind of – I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And if there are any watching, feel free to tell me how you feel. But um, I think I'd be a little, like, upset how it's being co-opted by, like, Patriots fans as a Brady title and just kind of the yeah. media is, obviously the media is turning into just a Brady fest as opposed to, you know, because like you said – uh, the reason they won this game, like Brady was good, but the reason they won this game was because of their defense.
0: Yeah. Their defense and their offensive line. Um, yeah. And Gronk. <laughs> but um, it would have been nice,
1: too, if, like, Mike Evans had scored instead of Antonio Brown.
0: Yeah. any uh, Godwin, Evans, Scott Miller didn't have any receptions. like, I would have taken any of those guys making the play.
1: Yeah, Mike Evans had one catch for 31 <laughs> yards. Chris Evans – or Chris Chris Evans – uh captain america chris godwin had two catches for nine yards yeah great had a couple catches it felt yeah it just felt like patriot south a little bit which was kind of disappointing but
0: yeah it's just the way it goes, goes. yeah i yeah, didn't that
1: it was it was fun kind of getting to root for rob gronkowski not gonna lie
0: yeah that's the thing right and i, I talked about tom's like there's a lot of a lot of guys on tampa you're rooting for but uh, Tom was like, I can't root for Antonio Brown. I can't root for Tom Brady. And I can't root for Indominican Sue. So I fucking am pissed that they won the Super Bowl. Other than that, though, like everybody else pretty rootable for, <laughs> but they're like, Brady is just because you're sick of seeing him win. Dominican Sue is because he tried to kill Aaron Rodgers' leg. Uh, and then just, Antonio Brown's just a bad dude. And if that civil suit that will get, will have its day in court next December.
1: if
0: if that is found in the victim's favor it's gonna look really bad for tampa you know what i mean like yeah i I, the whole point too is that like
1: they didn't need him no they really didn't need him like tyler johnson could have gotten his reps and done just as well like he wasn't he wasn't that good this year no it was silly i know it was it was just pointless and it was kind of a Brady ego thing that I think the Bucks had to bend.
0: Yeah, his will. They did. the The last thing I'll say is like the Tampa defense was was truly great, but it like the first Super Bowl the Buccaneers won. The -hmm. whole story, the entire season was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Right? It's like one of the top five defenses ever, are, are right in there, and so like. Then they showed up and delivered in the Super Bowl. So you think of that as like this great defensive team that made it. And this was similar, but people weren't really paying attention to the Bucks and or their defense until very late. And by then, like you didn't get the story of, you know, the defense being what it is. And it, the defense had to make some adjustments to get there throughout the season. You know, it wasn't like they were perfect from day one, but uh it's a very different narrative between those super bowls but how they're were won, were, you know kind of similar outside of yes yeah, uh, the defense that could get better next year yeah that's what's scary yeah <laughs> it, could, it could be it could be that next year anyway thanks for joining us with the super bowl recap uh, i don't have anything else do you will Uh, I I
1: was looking at the stats, and uh, both of these quarterbacks have two ACLs, which was disappointing.
0: Very disappointing. John Elway played his entire career without one and won two Super Bowls. UFC 257 surely gave the fans the show they were looking for, and this weekend is sure to be just as action-packed. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with one... 100 to 1 odds on your chosen fighter. Choose your fighter to step out of the octagon raising the belt. Pick either main event fighter to win this weekend's UFC 258 bout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. That's a $1 bet on either fighter to reign victorious. And if your fighter wins, you will cash $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry, if MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on b-ball, hockey ball, and anything with balls. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 on your chosen title contender to win. Place your bet and watch the fisticuffs fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 on the main event Saturday night for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older, Colorado only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Go! 1-800-522-4700.